What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the sounding board from the Utah School Counselors Association. And we have our favorite segment of each month, one of my favorites at least, starting little, ending big with our wonderful elementary school counselors. And I have here with me today, Gina James. Welcome, welcome back to the show. Always nice to have you. Thank you. Good to be here. And for everyone who's wondering, yes, my voice is kind of gone. I'm a wrestling coach and we had a big wrestling tournament over the weekend and we had one girl who she was like seated all like eighth or something in her bracket. She took first and she had to wrestle back like two or three different times against really tough kids that should have kicked her butt. Um, but she was able to pull out the wins in the end. So my voice is toast, but that's okay. It's audible. That's all that matters. So <laughs> we can we can make sounds with our vocal cords. Um, but today we're talking about start of a new year. We are in the brand new year, 2024. We're in the second half of the school year, downward slope. And we're also into our longest consecutive days without a long break. Um, we're into the, you know, during the fall, we go up until fall break and then we have Thanksgiving break. Then less than a month later, we have Christmas break, but now we're headed into, this is our longest stretch before something big. Um, and Elise is actually hopping on Elise Hansen. She's going to be on here pretty soon too. Um, she just texted us. Um, but, um, and so a lot of people kind of dread this time of year because they're like, oh my gosh, I got like three straight months until I can get a vacation. The kids are going to be nutso. But um, but for for you, Gina, you were telling me this is actually your favorite time of year. Yeah. Um, talk to me about that. So, you know, you have the holiday hypes. I mean, you the kids are excited to get in school and then pretty soon you're looking at um, Halloween and Christmas. And for kids, that's like hard for them to keep in check. They just, you know, as you're heading out for Christmas break, it's like trying to keep a, a lid on a pressure cooker. They're just ready to go, right? Right. You know what I love about January, February, even March is this to me is their best learning time of the year. This is really where you kind of get them over the hump and just really, um, you know, they're settled you don't have all the hype going on. So I always save my most important best lessons for this time of year. And I think that's why I love it so much is because this is when I really see them learn and grow and start figuring stuff out. And so um, anyway, it's my favorite time. This is when I save my, you know, building resilience lessons. This is when I do my Botvin lessons with my older kids. Um, Your what lessons? The Botvin, the Botvin oh. life skills lessons, they're required by the state for you to teach. Fourth graders oh, is, is really? what's required, yeah. But okay. I teach it to my fourth and fifth grade classes. Um, anyway, I just feel like this is a time of year you can really get more intensive with them and intentional in what you want them to learn and be, um, you know, that will help build a good foundation in them. So I do. I love this time of year. And many people do dread it because they feel like it's cold and long and hard, but right. I like to take advantage of the, you know, they're settled, they're ready to learn. There's, they don't want to be outside. It's freezing cold. And so right. snuggling in and helping them just really learn. I love that part of this time of year. So I guess, how can we help them get over that mentality, get over that mentality of, you know, dreading this time of year? 
into loving this time of year, into utilizing this time of year. You know, like you said, the best learning that we can do. Um, how can we lean into that? And welcome, Elise. Elise just hopped on. Welcome, welcome. She's on with us today. Good morning. Um, we were just talking about why this is the best time of year to learn. Um, January, a lot of people dread it because it's the longest consecutive time that we don't really have a big break. Um, but me and Gina, we're talking about why it's kind of like the actual most wonderful time of the year for school counselors um, in the elementary school because this is when some of your best learning can happen. Mm-hmm. So when you say they, are you talking about the kids or the teachers or the, who? The, everybody, like the kids, the counselors, the teachers, probably the kids because you're interacting with them a lot. Um, but then also like the counselors that might be listening that are like also trying to not dread going back to work today. So I actually say to the kids, my first lesson back with them, this is my favorite time of year. I'm so excited to see you. And I tell them why it's my favorite time. I said, I always say, this is when our very best learning happens. And I'm going to teach you some really cool lessons. And so I want you to be excited and ready. And so I kind of introduce it that way. Um, as I'm working with teachers, I kind of do the same thing. I just say, you know, this is our best time to give them that foundation learning that we're looking for. Mm-hmm. I, guess I love that you set own. them up for that. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah. How about you, Elise? How do you feel about this, this, the start of the year? Is that when your best learning happens as well? It does. It, and, you know, last time we talked about um, kids coming back from long breaks and how they get anxious. And so I worked with a couple of students that I knew would have problems, and I was so proud of them when they came back to school, they were ready. And I know when I was thinking about coming back, I thought, boy, I could use one more day because we actually started last week on on Tuesday was our first day back. But as I stood there greeting the kids at the door, it felt good. It Mm -hmm. felt good to be back. Yeah. You so you are, get fat and lazy if you wait too long. <laughs> are you are you back in school as well, Gina? Or yeah, we went the, back on Tuesday. Oh man. Well, mm-hmm. here in Tooele County, we're back today. Um <laughs> we had a long break, but um they set it up so that the semester ended at Christmas break. Um there's not like a, a weird week and a half of term two um for kids to bombard with finals and whatnot term ended christmas break so term three is going january 8th but so you guys have been back in full force now for a full week yeah but i love how you end at the quarter so you can hit the ground running when you come back and yeah we did, we did that too mm-hmm. yeah that is nice i remember as a kid we did not end at the quarter we ended and we had a random week and a half and i won't lie it made christmas break stressful because i had like homework hanging over my head um, I feel like students can better enjoy a break when there's no school, like it's a break, like there's no assignments. They all had to be turned in. There's no late work. It all had to be turned in the terms over and it's a new term when you come back. So, but yeah, I think I like new start. It. Yep. New start. So speaking of new start 2024, what are some of the things you guys lean into for a new year for your students every single year when the new year hits, what are some of the big things you guys hit with your students as elementary school counselors? So go ahead, Elise. I kind of already said what I do. <laughs> well, I just keep going on with the lessons, but I love when I can do a lesson and refer back to previous lessons. Mm-hmm. I always leave a poster and the teachers are are good to hang them or have them in the classroom where I can refer to. So the lesson that I did 
um, last week, I'm thinking there's always just so many, um, it was on being a lifelong learner. And we're doing uh, what we call the ABCs of success. And then we have an essential skill for each letter of the alphabet. But it was wonderful how students would raise their hand and say, oh, to be a lifelong learner, you also have to have flexible thinking was what we had talked about on F. And I said, well, let's let's look at all the things that we've learned. Tell me some other skills that they need to have to be able to be a lifelong learner. And it's great when they can go back and tie it into those things. We also have our teachers teaching second steps. And so I love it when a student raises their hand and said, this is like what we learned in second steps. I love when they can tie those things together. But as far as other types of things besides our lessons, our lessons just keep going and they they connect with one another and build upon each other. But we also do a lot of planning. So we have Kindness Week coming up in February. And I have friendship teams in my schools. They're sixth grade friendship teams. And we get together and brainstorm things that we can do for Kindness Week and start preparing for that. We'll have College and Career Awareness Week in in March and just different activities that we can plan for and, and plan for the rest of the school year so that it all runs smoothly and we have a calendar that we're following. But we're also flexible. So if something comes right. up, we can change things. Now, there is a... A, 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 a group of lessons that Gina mentioned that I guess that is required by the state that I didn't know existed. Um, what were they called, Gina? The Botman Life Skills Lessons. Yeah. What are those? Um, they're actually geared to help kids stay out of any type of substance abuse. Oh. Um, yeah, but it, it hits on things like um, building self-confidence, of course, and you know, being able to refuse effectively. And there there's some really good foundational lessons. Um, anyway, I, and again, I don't, I teach it to my fourth and fifth graders. I feel mm. like, you know, well, all the research shows that you're, if you hit on a subject once and never bring it up again. So right. like Elise was talking about tying it back together, tying it back together. That's right. where you make a difference. That's where the learning actually happens and the effect happens. So if you just hit drugs one time on red ribbon week, you're going to have zero to zero effect. Yeah. It's really just tying them back in as many lessons as you can. And going back to, do you remember when we talked about this? Do you remember when we talked about this and just mm. connecting, 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 that's really where your, your effect is going to take place. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I, this reminds me of way back in the day, because you know, I'm so old as a, old 30 year old man um that <laughs> that you guys probably could have been my counselor but we won't <laughs> right um so true but um dare uh the 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 failed utah experiment of da that was dare um that was like the okay now, now wait so they've they've revamped dare and it's they not have. so failed so we actually have dare taught in our schools and then our teachers teach the botman skills right so back when we were in high when i was in high school dare was the failed utah attempt because it was just the go over at once um in one grade and actually make it worse uh because we were only going over it once and bringing in police officers talking about all the weird hard drugs and horror stories that made kids really curious and then never talking about it again 
and just mm-hmm. saying, don't do it. Here's all these weird, cool drugs. Don't do them. Never talk about it again. So kids did more drugs um, versus like you're we talking about, Gina, talking about it um, more often, you know, not hitting on dr- drugs just once, not hitting on how to refuse just once, not hitting on soft skills in general just once, but going over those basics multiple times so that it can have, uh, you know, a better effect. Absolutely. And and if you think about it, it's easy to tie it in. If you're if you're talking about brain development with them, if you're talking about growth mindset with them, if you're talking about it's easy just to pull things back in, pull things back in. Mm-hmm. But again, it's that constant, repeated learning that really has the effect. Yeah, there is no and one and done. And it's collaborating with the people that are teaching those other lessons, too. If you're not teaching them collaborating with them. I know um, Officer Peterson is the one that teaches the D.A.R.E. um, in our schools. And so we've talked several times about things that we cover and how we can support one another in our lessons. I did not know that D.A.R.E. had been revamped and that it's still in the schools because, yeah, like there's like in, in especially in college, they hit hard on D.A.R.E. was a big failure and it is not great. Um and so it, I'm interested to see that it's it had been revamped and that it's it is mm-hmm. being more successful with the revamping. What are some of the changes that were made with the revamping? Do you know any? I don't know. You'd have to talk. To I gotta. The I gotta bring. All right, we gotta bring on an officer to talk about the revamping yeah. of Dare. That'd be cool. That'd yeah. be cool. On another in episode, fact, I'll 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 get you in touch with Officer Peterson. Yeah, send me his email. That'd be cool. I will. That'd be awesome. So as we are, as we wrap up today's recording, um, what advice would you have for counselors who are just dreading getting back into the office? They're like, oh my gosh, it's the end of winter break. Oh, I want a vacation. I want to stay one more day. How can we help them have a better mindset? I think it's exactly what Elise just said. You just go. And then as soon as you get there, you go, this feels good. It's good to get back into the group. Sometimes you just have to do what you don't want to do, but then you realize it's okay. Because I agree with her. We all wanted one more day, and then we'd want one more day and one more day. Yeah. And the truth is, you know, we got to we got to get back to it. And oftentimes, it's just taking that first step. And once yeah. you get there, you see their little faces, and it it kind of just makes you go, "Okay, this is okay. I'm glad I'm here." And I think it's important to light up when you see the kids. Oh, you yeah. light up, they light up, and Everyone's it's happier. all good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, monkey see, monkey do. If we show the things that we are, we want our kids to be able to show, right? Like doing things that make us uncomfortable, just going and taking the first step, even though we're kind of hesitant and we feel kind of, uh, we feel, I don't know, groggy, whatever it might be, taking that first step, getting the snowball rolling. Um, the kids will follow suit too. And I like what you guys said about lighting up when you see the kids. I, I was out of high school um, and I I was the most childish counselor because of how animated I got. And it wasn't even like I was forcing it. I'm just a, a child and I light up whenever I see the kids. I'm like, oh my gosh, you're here. Like I was always so excited. And even though a lot of grownups were like, who is this child that they let work in this school? The kids smiled. They're like, oh, my goodness, someone's happy to see me. And just don't underestimate how much of a difference that can make in the kids, but it can also make in your day. 
if you're making the choice to be actively positive, you will see an active difference in your attitude, in your mood. Um, I know that circumstances can can impact our emotions, but we can also make a conscious choice on how we choose to display. So, yeah. Sweet. Well, everybody, thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Sounding Board from the Utah School Counselors Association and to this segment of Starting a Little Ending Big. Hope you all have a wonderful day, and we'll see you on the next one.